Hey, Fifth Line, this is Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast, the number one Blue Jackets podcast in the world. Or so they say. Who wrote this, by the way? What's up, little boomers? Hello. Welcome into the podcast. I'm Cal. And I'm Warren. Warren's here. I'm Jordan. I'm back, baby. Episode 264. Oh, did you miss me? Yes. It's I, been two weeks since you've been here. When's the last time we did a show together? It's yeah. been like a oh, month and a half. Oh, yeah, because he wasn't on the last one that I was on. Right. Yeah. I, 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 some, I had something happening. Yeah, I think you were like, I did be. Yeah, you Maybe. did say that. You said you were sleepy and you went to bed. Yeah. Was that the was that like the day that I was at work at like four a.m. and working from four a.m. to like six p.m. making excuses? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was sleep- I was an EP dude. I was EP 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 the missiles EP. Guess who's uh, can we uh, guess who's here today? Yeah, me. The, our guy is here today. Oh. Our guy, our video guy, is here today for the podcast to just give us some oh. thoughts every now and then. Hi, I'm. It's me. It's old Tyler. And he's chewing on camera. Chewing so that's, on mic. Uh, that was what I was going to do the second oh I come on God. here. Oh, my God. I just hope you guys missed that. No, I'm here uh, just, you know, doing <laughs> some doing some work. I'm here. <laughs> Doesn't have to do with the podcast. That's right. But he's here and has a mic. He's here. He might leave. I might. <laughs> I might stay. The reason okay, he hasn't been around is because we fired him for eating on, on the mic. Yeah, nah. it long yeah. overdue. That's yeah. true. <laughs> fired me to make... Uh, <laughs> bigger and better things than the moment we were like all right you guys ready to record he's like oh let me get my pizza <laughs> <laughs> that's actually true tyler that's- has transferred departments right <laughs> so that's he has transferred out of the podcast department into the video department and that's all i'm going to say about that it's all you can say about that it's all you can say about that Stay but i have moments. missed you guys so we been, miss you too it's buddy. been nice i'm I, happy to be here the listeners the little boomers definitely miss you there were a couple I, I tweets believe that not there were a couple of tweets. People, for sure. I, you though, you saw it in the last episode. People were asking about you. I did appreciate that one. Yeah, people yeah. were asking about you. All right. Paid them. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. At the games all the time. I'm at the cannon. People were like, "Where the hell is Tyler? I don't. Where is he? I, was like, I don't know. There mm-hmm. he is. He's over there because he's, he's over there. there. <laughs> he sits on one of three, one of seven, one of five. I'll pop in if I have something to say, but I don't got much to say. I'm 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 busy doing shit. It's the OG all crew right. today, man. All right. Um, not OG crew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, producer Braden is out today. Um, so Thank you're, God. Yeah. You know, that's usually the general response. Yeah. Oh, God. I leave so relieved. You guys are like, <laughs> I guess we make him the producer. <laughs> He's done well. No, he did pretty good. good his first two. He's done you know? well. He's done very well. His uh, attention span needs some work, but well, yeah, we'll probably, work on that. Yeah, but he grew sense. up on Coco Melon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the enrichment videos, the fruit just <laughs> jumping around on YouTube. That's yeah. iPad kid. <laughs> Girl, yeah. Hey, I, I found out my dog loves the, the movie The Minions. Oh, nice. So sad. Dogs uh, love the color yellow. Yeah. So that makes sense. So anytime down. I'm trying to avoid playing fetch with him 24-7, I throw on The Minions now. He's all over it. And he just sits there on the couch and watches. I'm not even kidding. Like dead stare the entire That's amazing. Time. Moose, yeah. uh, Moose, my golden doodle, also loves watching TV. Yeah. He loves... Anything that's dog related or that has yellow colors on the screen, yeah, he loves it. Oh, so I'm gonna set up like a like a PO box. If you could send me like minion plush toys, oh yeah, for my dog Boone to play with, Ugh. I think that'd be great. Because he'd Forgot. flip out. Um, before we, I had to go to the, uh, Haley's hometown, and I checked the mail before I did, and when I got your letter, got you got the picture, postcard, the Halloween. Did you get a postcard? I haven't checked my mail in a couple weeks. You have a postcard. 
All right. I'll and if check you don't, I will get, I'll get you one. It's, Better. It's, it's so cute. It's Moose and Cora. It's Beef and Teeth. And no, you never asked for my address. No, but I know Danny your address. I have fair. it in yeah. my phone. Okay. But Danny tweeted out and was like, if anybody wants mail for Moose and Teeth. Oh, she did put a tweet out. <laughs> I got to get you one. Okay. Fair she enough. sent it to Maybe. people that responded to her tweet. I didn't see the tweet. Like me, boy. So we got a lot of us on the public domain. All right. That's right. They're good. They're amazing. They were I'll Halloween themed though, oh. so it's kind of like we're past them. Maybe we'll do care. some turkey ones. I'll put it on oh my, my fridge. Gosh, All right, we'll, I'll get you one. I will get Thank you one. You. Thank Can you. Get a turkey Cora. <laughs> All right, moving on to news and notes. The reason you're all here. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's back. <laughs> all right, news and notes. Let's just go ahead and get into the old Blue Jackets talk here on the old episode 264. Uh, starting off. Patrick Line, he has officially been skating now. I believe he's by himself, but he's padded up, and they are uh, putting him through the ringer to see if he is ready for a return. No word yet on his imminent return, but it's looking more and more promising. I don't. I never expected him to be out this long. I didn't either. I mean, I knew. Con- I, I immediately assumed a concussion protocol uh, when he was out. I didn't think that it would be this long. It must. It had to have been a. Unless he had some kind of neck injury with that as well. The way he was hit could have been really bad around his head neck area. Um, as as Rasmus Anderson is done with the suspension, is skating free. I think uh, if it's concussion the stuff, the, it should be you're out for as long as the other guys are. I, uh, at this what, point, yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. I think that would start preventing some of these hits yeah. that we especially we've been seeing this year. I feel like we've been seeing an influx yeah, of like, like headshots. and Like that hit on Jack Hughes. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. That was It cr- was like, why would you need to do that? It's... I get we're sending physical. messages and I get it, but like, man, like it's just getting dangerous. The the can opener that Marshawn had mm-hmm. uh, against Toronto, L- Lindgren or is that his name, Lilligren, something like that, oh, is I now sleep. out for Lindgren. months because he got his legs fucked up by Brad Marshawn mm-hmm. can opening him against the boards. It's dangerous as shit. It just makes no sense. It's yeah. I, it feels like this this hockey season has been more dangerous than most in recent memory. Yeah, I feel like I, yeah I agree with that. Like I feel like you just every other day you see like player hearing. With the NHL, PA and NHL, and yeah, I feel like we've seen an influx this year for sure. Absolutely, uh, McAvoy, Charlie McAvoy just got his suspension upheld for four games yeah. for that Good. hit. For that hit, he threw and I don't remember who he hit. I, I don't remember who they were playing either. But come comes across the crease and just throws his shoulder into somebody's ear hole. Listen, like, they're not even looking. It's it's crazy. What are I, we doing? I like old time hockey, right? I like when the players drop the gloves and they go, you know, you know, they go toe to toe in a fight. But for the dirty hits, you got to get rid of that shit. Like it's bad. Get it out of here. We we thing. don't need it. Everything but I have no problem with the uh, you know boys having at it. Now if, four if games. They I mean, agree to it and they start fighting. You know, four games is that enough to like to to deflect people from from making these hits? It clearly well, not. It, right. It I mean, seem like it. And that's what like that's what Jordan just said and what I said. I think on the last podcast, like it just it makes no sense that they get out for less than the person who gets hurt. For the fact that it's like the person gets hurt, Patrick Laney is out for a month. But yeah, he hopefully not more, right? Like, I okay, mean, now he's out. And this guy, it's four games. He misses the Heritage Classic. I, I feel like it should almost hit them more in the rocks. pocketbook now. Like 5000 to these guys, it's not that much. No, same and thing. I, I feel yeah. like if you hit him with a 25000 like they might double, they might rethink that hit. You that's, know, that's me hitting a coworker, and they being like, "Give me twenty dollars." <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. I'll do it again. Oh, but then, but then, imagine <laughs> you hitting a coworker, you owing them twenty bucks, then and then your company paying for it on the back end, reimbursing you for it. That's yeah. what's happening. These yeah. guys aren't like five grand max allowed by the CBA is is 
laughable, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the CBA. It's collective, collectively bargained, and the, the NHLPA and the NHL come to an agreement on it. But it should be more money. It, it needs to be more money. You need to deflect guys away from wanting to make these kind of hits and to hurt other guys. I mean, it's it hurts the game overall. Line A's out still. One of our best offensive players. One of the best shots in the league. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, yeah. And it's it's just not good for the game overall, especially as we're working towards a more offensive game year by year. It's it's obvious. Yeah. yeah. So the team right now is uh, currently closely monitor- monitoring uh, line A. Uh, it came out uh, recently. I think we all just kind of knew it, though. Uh, but it was made official. I mean, he had he had a concussion. And absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, that's exactly what he's going through. So the team is mon- monitoring that. And he has been skating by himself in full pads. And they've been working him. And it, it looks promising that he could potentially be making a return hopefully in the next week or two um but there's been no timeline set on a, a definite return for patrick line which you hate to see one more um, point on that I, i've seen some people on twitter twitter's been hot recently um you've, talking, been, you've been making it hot yeah <laughs> for after one game and, and mostly about elvis stuff don't get into that until we have we get to our elvis segment but i've been seeing some people like dogging line a about being injured all the time and i i get it i do because he is but this one specifically not yeah there's nothing like that is bull, that is that is if you're gonna dog anybody about this <laughs> yeah. go go to calgary and and rasmus anderson deserves all the shit for that oh, yeah. that is a dirty ass hit down by two goals with three seconds left in the third period when line a is dumping the puck at the at the red line like it's, it, it is a garbage fucking penalty. Game, it's game ending buzzer going off. You Down lost. by two like, goals with you, three seconds. You didn't yeah. have to do anything. Just go off the ice. You lost. You lost by two goals. Game over. Mm-hmm. Absolutely unwarranted hit. And I feel like it should have been more at this point in terms of like his. I mean, we're, yeah. Rasmus, and how long ago was that Heritage Classic? Last week, two weeks ago. That was li- that was Anderson's last suspendable game. Was the Heritage Classic that yeah. outdoor game? Yeah, I yeah. think too against Edmonton. It was Edmonton Calgary and. Mm-hmm. Line A's still not in. No sign of him coming back. I mean, besides him skating, there's no timetable yet. He's still week to week. Yeah. And Anderson's still in, is just out there skating around, making you think his money. The, you think the mentality of most players, if they do hurt somebody to that extent, do you think they feel bad at times? I I think like maybe... This player's like, not playing. This player's this guy that I just knocked out's not playing now for over a month. I think and a here majority, I am back at it. You would I think, think most do, yeah. but I do think there are outliers like... I'm going to say Brad Marchand. Yeah. Who, like, just, they know whenever they're doing that can opener hit, he's going to get hurt. Like, you don't... It's dangerous. I know. Yeah. Like, there's no indication of, like, I know what I'm going to do here. Well, and even after that, he's hurt. Lilligren is off the ice and gets walked down the tunnel because he can't walk on his his leg. Yeah. And and then Marchand immediately skates over to Toronto's bench and starts talking shit to all of them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Maybe see. not right <laughs> now. Like the the hit when when Garnet Hathaway put his knee into Warinsky's thigh and gave him a bruise so bad he had to miss three games. I think Hathaway genuinely felt bad about that. Yeah. It was it was a a board play. He came in too hot and, and threw his knee first, and yeah. he even tried to kind of apologize to Warinsky as he was getting skated off the ice. Yeah. After that, so I think that there is instances, but. Most of the time, I believe these guys are just out there playing the game. They're professionals. They're in. They're inside yeah. the the boards and they're playing the game. And until the until the buzzer hits, then that you know that's free game. I think that's most of the mindsets. I think it has to be right. I mean, yeah. to an extent, but it's, I don't it's like just, caught up on that. To me, it's like it's so cheap. I don't know a better word for it than like just 
the way that that kind of playing style, if there is like intent for those to do more than just hit to do damage, because I think there are moments of that. That's where it's like, just fight. Yeah. Put a little honor within this. For sure. I, I feel you on about. that. There's a lot of like honor within that. But these people are just like, I'm going to cheap shot. Ooh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Say, it sounds so sexy on that yeah. podcast, is not that? Oh, sure do be doing that. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Moving on to our next news and notes. Kent Johnson has been sent to Cleveland. Um, we're kind of seeing this happen last year, but to Cole Sillinger. So we're kind of seeing back to back years of these of these prospects. You know, these draft picks coming in, having a great rookie season overperforming in some aspects and then coming out the sophomore year and just absolutely doing nothing, which is unfortunate. Do we agree with the move of Kent Johnson going to Cleveland? Do we not like it? How are we kind of feeling there? Um, so yeah, I guess start with whoever there. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. I think Cole should be there as well. Speaking of rookies that had a, an overachieving rookie year, um, Cole now in his third year and and still not producing and not doing a lot to be noticeable on the ice as an as a sniping center right, uh, Ken Johnson absolutely. I don't I don't want to say deserved to be sent down, uh, but in the situation that he was in, not playing well, not playing well within his line, and that's something else to be spoken to is the lines that are being put out on the ice every night, um, but. Yes, I think that is the best move for him, especially being waivers exempt, where you can move guys up and down like that, especially with the farm team being so close, two hours away, right up in Cleveland, um, to where you can you can get guys more experience, more playing time, maybe a better feel for the game uh, and its speed, and moving moving them to the HL, and they're getting they're getting more ice time, they're getting more shots on goal, they're they're just getting the confidence, they're getting their game back. And hear me out. Oh, what if we send? Mm. Say, like, Patrick Line, once he's healthy, we got to make a roster spot, right? Cole Sillinger can still go to Cleveland. He doesn't have to clear waivers. What if we send Cole up there, let Cole and KJ kind of mesh together, right? We got Cole at center, a first line. We got KJ up there on first line with Cole. They mesh together for a whole year, and then they come to, to Columbus out of, tra- out of training camp, and then it's kind of like it's kind of like the era of the of Bjorkstrand and Warinsky and and Corpusalo and all those guys where they won that when they won the Calder up there. Whole and year. I'm just I'm not okay, maybe not a whole year, but it could be w- something for development. Because listen, I have been the highest guy on Cole Sillinger after his rookie season, <laughs> and I still see the potential on Cole. I kind of see Cole going into more of a Boone Jenner esque role to where like he could be a center. But you're not. He's not going to be that flashy guy that we kind of expected coming out of his rookie year. Um, and then you got KJ with you know his ability uh, for them to kind of maybe mesh in a different environment to where you know they can succeed a little more better in, at an AHL, AHL level right now. And again, these are two guys that I've been very high on. And when KJ with that was a healthy scratch at the beginning of the se- at the beginning of the season, I was livid. I was pissed. But then again, after seeing some of his play, Pascal may have been on to something. I guess that's why I'm not paid to be the head coach. And uh, so Imagine. I don't know. Just kind of seeing maybe those two guys, if Lane does come back, which he will, uh, we have to make room. Maybe Cole is the out- odd man out, and maybe those two guys can flourish together in Cleveland. That's just a random thought. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that at all, right? I mean, we do have one of the deeper prospect pools again on paper uh, in the league, and we have now for two years. 
Um, and it's only gotten deeper with this last draft, obviously, with Fantilli coming in um, and Brindley, right? But I, I don't say I don't think that that's a bad idea at all. I mean, I it's, especially this year, I know the fans right now, and including myself, are frustrated um, with the way the team is performing. We are still middle of the pack in the league right now as a team. We are not the worst team in the league. We're not in the bottom five teams in the league. Very middle of the pack right now, points-wise, and shots on goal even. Goals, not so much. Um, I think that's going to get figured out. But I think that comes from getting guys ready to where they need to be. Like you said, sending them to the AHL, getting them ready there. But it just seems like something's not clicking. Like That's why people are frustrated. We're not trying to win this season right now. I don't think, but I'm still getting frustrated because those wins are there. Mm. Like these games that we're losing are by one goal. By and by, we've also beat very good teams right now. We, absolutely, we beat, beat Tampa. Beat Tampa. We beat the Rangers. Like we beat Calgary. We beat some very. Calgary's qual- not any good. I mean, they're they're decent, right? Yeah. I mean, but like we we've, we've beaten some. I think qual- Huberto got benched. Yeah, yeah. just like good job. That's yeah, fair. fair enough. That's fair. So they're struggling too, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm with you, and that's that's yeah. more to my point is that. We know what they can do. We know what this team can do. The talent's there. The offensive talent is there. Goaltending is figuring it out. I think I think Elvis and Spencer Martin are, are figuring it out. Elvis is better than he was last year. We'll get more into that. Uh, the defense is figuring it out. Right now, our defense, Gubranson and Provorov are playing well. Provorov makes some mistakes, some mistakes that get magnified because they're in certain points of the game where they're very untimely mistakes. Overall, well, I mean, from from this point, from, from last season to this season, if you tell me our defense is the same, you are a, you're dumb. It's not. It's you're not dumb. at all. You're They're way better. Dumb. They're way better They're statistically, personnel-wise, all yes, of that. It's, absolutely. it's all better. Yeah, and obviously things are going to get magnified, especially from players that you bring in that are that were paying a lot of money, right? And controversial at times, right? When they for came sure. in, for sure. Provorov being yeah. that example. There's that too, but like, there's going to be times on the ice where you look at a guy that's making, you know, what what these guys are making, and you expect them to to not do make that turnover in that in that instance in that moment. Sure, and you can get frustrated. And as a fan, yes, I've gotten frustrated too. But th- when you look at it overall, the defense is far away better than it was last season, and the improvements were definitely made. And you can't argue with me with that. Like it's it's a fact. No, it is a fact. It absolutely is. The offense also got better on paper, right? But they're not producing. That's the side That's now the that needs to get figured out. And at the beginning of the season, we're talking the offense is there. The offense has been figured out. It is there. Now it's time for the defense to get come into line, and we need a goaltender. The backside now is getting figured out slowly, but it is. Yeah. And now the defense is getting figured out quicker than that, but the offense is not where it needs to be. And so I, think, I think some people too, when we, we when we talk about defense, a lot of times they just they go straight to the pairings, right? But also it's about your offensive guys getting back on defense. <laughs> For sure. And I feel like we've seen, especially in that Florida game, we saw just an absolute clusterfuck in that first period to where like guys just seemed out of place. They seemed lethargic. They just didn't seem like they were there. And it, that's not a fault of your defensive pairings all the time. That's a fault of everybody collectively on that damn ice, right? Agreed. Absolutely. So. Uh, go, Kent Johnson, by the way, uh, two games in Cleveland to this point since he got sent down. Uh, he has three assists. He's a minus one, um, and he has four shots on goal. So he's getting time. Um, he's seeing the puck. He's 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 making good passes. He has three assists in, in two games. So he's doing the right things right now. Um, 
as we're talking about this, I want to talk about Trey Fix Volansky. Okay. This Ooh. guy, this guy right now is is in the running to I've win. Al- I've always been a fan, man. Same. I've, I've been, always been a how fan. How long ago? How many years ago was it where he was in yeah. trap where he went up to Traverse City and I was yeah. that's four years ago. I just don't understand how he hasn't gotten more of an opportunity up here. Like even with all the injuries last year, we I feel like we hardly saw him too. Didn't see him much. But yeah. he he wasn't producing then in the HL like he is now. I think we see um I think that we see Trey Fix Wolanski coming up sooner than later, but he is fucking killing it in the AHL right now. Crushing well. it. Yeah. Like eleven points, I think, or something like that. Or even fifty. I don't even I don't know. I don't know his stats right off the top of my head. Uh but the there are guys down there right now that probably should be here, yeah. and they're not. Dumay being another one, right? I mean, Matea Chuck, we can, we can go on with this. There's guys that should be up here producing that aren't because of the system, and it is what it is. Yeah, can Dumay? No, he... I didn't think so. Well, he could have if, if he would have made the team, yeah. but because he didn't make the team, and the only reason he didn't make the team is because of his contract situation yep. and everybody else's contract situation... He had to go back to Halifax and play another season in juniors because of that. Um, but Matejchuk so, can, but Matejchuk also to. same boat. I don't. Oh, he is same boat. He's in the mm. queue as well. So Good. that's that's Keep the same boat uh, where he's 19, and if he didn't make the team, which I'm glad he didn't, because we have guys like Boquist and Peak sitting the bench 10 games straight right now. So Matejchuk will is, be in the same which boat. Which is wild. It's it's wild, right? Because that's how good our fucking defense has been. That's why Gier, overall they've been that good. Got benched. Like, let's see what Pete can do. And he did, <laughs> Pete did well. No, at he some did, point. Pete like, did well. Yeah, at some yeah. point, you're going to have to put in some of these guys. Like, sure, it's great to see your check go out there and perform well. But also, you have these guys that have been around the league for a handful of years that have played well with the team in, in previous years, like a bean and a boquist. And it's kind of like, well, you can't just let them sit the whole damn season. Like, yeah. it's Absolutely. Just, that's well, not that's, good. And that was another, I, I know we're kind of derailing here, but that was that was another thing that people were talking about. And rightfully so is looking at a trade and that's why you know he's injury prone he has been his whole career that's why he's not playing they're looking for a trade for him and that's why you know he's not playing because he don't want yeah. him to get hurt while they're looking for a trade yeah. thought it would have already come by now but it'll happen here we are Trey fix Wolanski, nine games played four goals 10 assists 14 points through nine games uh, playing well very playing very well plus six right now um, up there 22 shots I mean he's producing at a high level right now yeah. uh, in Cleveland. So there's the the AHL team, the farm system looks good. Uh, Ken Johnson is doing well. We should make a trip up there. We should. I don't know. Let's see if they're doing another teddy bear toss this year. I'd like to go up and do yeah. that again. We should that was a lot of fun contact last year. the monster, see if we can do a podcast in the arena. I, absolutely. Dude, I'd be down. Let's get up there. We'll get a lane on there then. Oh, she'll be in oh, the absolutely. she'll be in the building. Yes. They'd let us. Romo Fio for sure. Uh, all right, last news and notes. Romo Fijo. <laughs> best name. Uh, last news and notes. Oilers put uh, Jack Campbell, goaltender Jack Campbell, on waivers. He did clear, so nobody picked him up. But did you ever think for one second that maybe Yarmer was kind of thinking about it? No. No? That's <laughs> for like another... Five, for like five minutes. He's probably like, well, we could, man. man. No. I, not even that long. <laughs> yeah. It I was probably a 30-second conversation yeah. with JD, and they're like, yeah, I don't think so. We'll do anything about I, I don't, yeah, I, there's no way they were even looking at that. Jack Campbell, same contract as Elvis, close. Yeah. Same stats, close. Like, there's you're just, not you're there's paying no, There's no guys. way they could make that work at all. No chance. At all. That, but, and uh, I know people were saying that on Twitter and shit. Yeah. Like, I, but that, I think it was more of a joke. There's it no had, chance. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of, like, the Jackets sure are like, are we trying to figure things out? Yes. Are we in a decent direction? Sure. 
But we could be the Oilers right now. We could be the Sharks. Like <laughs> could be the Oilers right now. Oh my God! Could the you Oilers. Imagine? You imagine I saw having, the Sharks won. Yeah, finally won. Yeah. Oh, they. Yeah. <laughs> Who they beat? They uh, got, Vegas. Uh, uh, was it? Yeah, they beat. No, it wasn't Vegas. No way. But to say that'd be that'd be a was, shock. I can't oh, remember who it was. I can't oh. remember either. But yeah, the oh, Oilers ooh. like having you know one, the biggest superstar Anaheim beat Vegas with McDavid on your team, and they're sitting and there with what, and Dreisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins sitting there with like what two wins right now? It's it's. Do they have two wins? Yeah, two I think wins. they have two. They're yeah. like two, eight, and one. I think just wild, <laughs> wild. Yeah, if you think this, if you think this fan base is burning itself <laughs> to the ground, go, take a trip up to Edmonton oh, one time. Man, that is. I, I, they play, not I think they play each other soon. I think those two teams. Yeah, I think those Edmonton two San Jose play tonight. <laughs> I think if not tonight, tomorrow um, night. Pulled they, it up. Yep. Tomorrow. Yeah. So that's going to be the a battle of the two worst teams in the league. Remarkable. They beat I the Flyers. It. That's right. They beat the Flyers. I love Second seeing points. other teams' downfalls, especially with that caliber of talent. It's crazy. I don't know it. if this is a real Same. quote or not, too. But I saw something about McDavid saying, like, if this doesn't, if this isn't fixed, then he's not going to be resigning there. He's going to go, and I don't blame him. Like, well, yeah, you, he's you been there for how long? For, you need to go win. Go win cups. Yeah, he's been in the league Dude. for what? How many years? And like. He's gotten past seven. He has to recognize. Yeah, the playoffs have been just same with bus for Edmonton. How long? It's the same. I think Connor and Austin are going to have the same notion at the same time. Yeah, they're both going to be like, "Oh, uh, wait, no, Con- uh, Austin re- like extended, didn't he? Yeah, he, re- he signed an extension. Yeah, he yeah. 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 as he should have. What an <laughs> idiot! Idiot! You're going to win a thing. They'll figure it out. In no, they're not. All right. I hope they don't. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> that was news and notes. Moving on. So since our last episode, there there has been uh, three games that the Blue Jackets have played. Uh, first one being Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Lightning came into the old Schwai, the old Schwedo. Jackets got the dub, 4-2. 4-2. I did not see that one coming, so I was very happy about that. Uh, Elvis got the first star of the game. He got the he got the win there. It's a great game from him. It Truly. W- no, it was. It was a great, great game from him. Marchenko's first game back from being a healthy scratch. He scored a goal mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenner, Gabranson, and Gaudreau, they had the other goals. Obviously, Gaudreau's was an empty netter. We're going to talk about Gaudreau's struggles here later on in the pod. But overall, Tampa Bay game, solid game from, you know, start to finish for the boys. After that game, John Cooper said something that kind of pissed me off. Oh, yeah. He always says something that pisses me off. I was going to say. He it always, was, yeah, go it, ahead. It was something about, I don't know the exact quote, and I could go find it, but I'm not going to do that. It was something about how Tampa should have won. They had all the chances, and they just they just basically let Columbus have it. Like, Columbus didn't deserve to win. Tampa did, and he said that. And it just, like, he's right, because Tampa definitely deserved to win that game, I think, overall. Yeah, being there, I watched it. Like I, I never had a until the last buzzer. I was like nervous that they were going to come back and win that game. Well, they have the they have the ability to do that. Like they, absolutely, they, they have you the, just you just know like the, it's not over until it's over. We've seen it right back to back. They yes. went to like four. Yeah, like it's it. Yeah. They have a, an insane team, great coaching, all of that. But like, come on, dude. Like well, show they, show so, some props where props are due when yeah. when your team gets beat by a. By a less talented, probably better coach team that night, I think, and by Pascal Vincent. Yeah, and there's just uh, instead of giving props to Vincent or anything like that, he just basically said, "Oh yeah, we should have won that, but we didn't because 
because whatever, because Columbus, or I don't even know what it was basically like shitting on Columbus. Oh yeah. Saying Tampa no. should have won. And That's yeah, how it was just like, this shouldn't have happened. We put our team out there. We should have just, it should have been, it should have been, been an, an easy, Oh no. He said it should have been an easy night for us is night. what yeah. he said. Like, yeah. give me a fucking break, dude. Yeah, this, that shit's, yeah. what are we doing There's here? There's no such thing as an easy night in the national hockey league, unless you're playing the sharks this year. Other than that, lots of torts in Philly, huh? I mean, geez. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, uh, not to but, skip ahead, but three uh, O is the worst lead to have in the NHL. Yeah, he still win from it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I love seeing Marchenko come back, and ever since he was a healthy scratch for two games, he has come back and he has been very visible. He he was even visible before he was a healthy scratch. Absolutely, like, he was all over the ice. Like I think it was a guy that I don't think should have been healthy scratch. Absolutely, you're and, absolutely right. But uh, to actually, you know. Uh, have a goal scorer, the guy that we, you know, we saw last year just absolutely pop off and, you know, he's already come back. I think he already has two goals and a handful of assists right, right since then. So yeah, no, seeing Marchenko come back out. Absolutely love it. He, I think he had a tip in Monday night, uh, off of Voronkov's shot. Maybe, maybe it was the other way around. Yeah, Voronkov had yeah. a goal off of Marchenko's shot. Yeah. The difference there, him coming back and him being on his own line with Voronkov, which Voronkov, Voronkov got me is, going. I love him. is impressive. He big boy. That is a large human that can skate quickly and makes the correct decisions with the puck. Mm-hmm. I am very excited for that guy, and he is not going anywhere anytime soon. No. Jackets need that size. We'll get him his 20 games. Absolutely, they need that size. They need that size. You got size. Goudreau on the first line doing nothing. Uh, but <laughs> well, not right now. Barchenko and Voronkov being on the same line together and then Provorov pairing them most of the time yeah. uh, is is such a boost for that line, not just because they're both Russian, but because of... Well, I know it is because they're both... Because yeah. Voronkov does not speak a lick of English, and that's been... Well, yeah, Marchenko's been like his kind of translator. He, he did that. That was hilarious <laughs> after that. After that, it was after the Tampa game. Yeah, yeah. He answered for him. Uh, was yes. was translating for him before the actual translator came in. <laughs> but those that the chemistry between Marchenko and Voronkov specifically... They've got history. It's great. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. It's great to see, and I don't think that that line should be broken up anytime soon. Ooh. We've seen a lot of hustle, grit, and success from that line all the way through chemistry. Absolutely. And you, it doesn't really matter. You plug in on them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think Texier was playing with them at one point. Um, I don't know the wing. I I couldn't tell you the lines going through that, but it changes every day. It it does. Yeah. Except for today. That's the same as it was last game. It is. Yeah. I saw the practice lines. Yes. Practice lines are the same. I think they saw our, uh, our meme that we posted on the artillery. Um, the blender uh, meme. Yeah. It was, you know, the guy, Oh yeah. The pipe. Vincent trying to figure it out. Just pulling all the strings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of comments like, just give it time, okay? We're giving it time. We've oh! given it time. We've given it 23 no. fucking years. It's a joke. No, 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 take no, no. a joke. Jesus, it's like, a meme. Yes, they need to take it as a joke because they're being <laughs> little sour pusses. Yeah. But, like, my estimation on this stuff is, like, with everything that's happened, don't expect a fluid team until, like, towards the end of December, getting into the new year. That's my thought, simply because hey. of how many things have changed, how much he has changed these lines, I think we're finally going to start getting a little fluidity yeah. with where this. What was that word? Fluidity. Okay. Nailed fluidity. It. Got it. You need yeah. You Say that it. three times fast. Fluidity. 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 Warren would be able to do that. He would, and he yeah. nailed it. Yeah, yeah he did. I should have bought a hundred. I am with you <laughs> to an extent on that, Warren. Thank you. Because I moving on. Look at oh. Detroit right now, mm-hmm. and the amount of free agents they brought in in the offseason who are brand new to that team, the the rookies that are there, and Moritz Sider and uh, Lucas Raymond. Who are still getting used to the system? Yeah, they are crushing everybody right now. They are playing so well, and that is a brand new team. Same coach, same GM, like all of these things. It's a brand new team that found their fluidity game one. 
like they did. Sure. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's why, where is that? Why don't we get that? Where, where is that? Because we have the talent, the talent's there. Well, I feel like why do hand- we not to get the fluidity off the top? Right. I feel like yeah, a handful sure. of the guys that, you know, Detroit brought in were, you know, they're more experienced in a way. For sure. Youngest team so, in the league we are, right? Yeah. As we are every year. I get it. Yeah. But, but they, you're, you're absolutely right. There were veterans. A lot of the veterans yeah, they brought a in. Lot yeah. of them. I think my scapegoat answer is they didn't have the uh, Babcock issue to deal with in the, in the midst of all that. You're right not. Before I don't think that you're camp, wrong at all about that. Right yeah. before training yeah. camp starts, you have this coach and then it's gone. Everything changes. Hey, go. Vincent didn't come in before before training camp, though. He had all of training camp with this team. He didn't have Traverse City. He didn't have the offseason in the draft. He didn't have any of that. But he did have training camp and all of training camp. But he didn't yeah. have time to did. like bring in the players and look at their phones. <laughs> like, exactly. That's how you want to see what they were all about. That's right? how you get to you know get the it. players, Kyle. What was it? Uh, it was at the it was at the Dallas was game. The Dallas did you see game. the Mike Comito? Was it Comito or is it Commodore? Commodore. Commodore. Commodore, Commodore that dresses Commodore. up as Babcock. Yeah, that was hilarious. Did they That's bought funny. they bought glass seats directly <laughs> behind <laughs> the bench so he could dress up as Babcock. Had a clipboard. And Dude, like just, uh, that is. I'm pretty sure he had makeup done too. Like he had like a absolutely. He had a whole mask. It was a whole mask. It was, I, it was great. So, so funny. I Look, a, a month and a half ago when the, all this shit was happening, I would have been so pissed about this. I would <laughs> But have. looking back on it, and hi, it is so yeah. fucking funny. No, that was c- absolute comedic genius. Like, him just behind the bench just was like... And he was, he was grabbing, like, phones from fans around him like, <laughs> yeah. let me see you. Let me get to know you. <laughs> Maybe like a white We need to get him to a Blue Jackets game. Right, sit right behind the bench. Oh, I'm sure that would be I'm awesome. I'm sure they would love that if we tried to do make that <laughs> Sit happen. right next to Captain Blue Jacket. Uh, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He's all right. That guy's cool. Yeah, you heard it from me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, as, again, since our last he's episode, right. game two of the three that we're following our last Wednesday episode, Washington, uh, we got the L there, two to one. Tom Wilson, my boy, my dude. I love me some Tom Wilson. Uh, he got he, he got a goal for the Caps. And of course. Of course. Woo-hoo! Of course. As is tradition. Of course. As is tradition for any player that's mediocre that goes to another market, they score against the Blue Jackets that formerly played with the Blue Jackets. Sonny Milano and his Chia Pet hair. And not uh, just used to play for the Blue Jackets. A former first-round pick yeah. for the Blue Jackets. Uh Q Alexander Winberg and Marco Dano and right. now Sonny Milano, yeah. who go to other teams and do better there and score against us. Dano now is like married with kids in yeah. in Europe say, somewhere. Dan, Dano's but, not even like a. I, I think he's that. playing pro in Europe, but I yeah. I don't know off the top of my head. Anyways, it's always <laughs> a former. It it's it's Duclair. It's somebody. It's always a former player scoring on us, and uh-huh. of course. Of course, I I heard so much shit, <laughs> so much shit from Step Little Boomer Jacob. Yeah, about because he was he has a Milano jersey, he had the Milano hair, he loved Sonny Milano. Yeah, my phone was blowing up because of him giving me shit for that. Deserved, you know, because whatever. But give me, a, I mean, give me a break. Fuck off, Sonny Milano. I'm sick of that guy. Yeah, they did a Chia Pet night for him. I know that's why I called him Chia Pet Hair. Unbelievable. Yeah, so they had the two goals for the Caps in that uh, 2-1 loss. Uh, Varankov with his uh, second of the season in that game. That was the lone Blue Jackets goal. I don't think there's really too much to talk. I mean, it was a competitive game when we kept it close versus Washington, but also at the same time, Washington is not that great this year. Um, is that Varankov scoring in two straight? Yeah. He's got like point, like five points in four games. That's great. 
Yeah. No, that wasn't. Oh, yeah, two straight as in terms of like Florida coming, coming and Florida game. Yeah, and yep. then, yep. yeah, also, uh, Florida, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move on to the Florida one then. Uh, 5 4 loss in overtime, which I will say at the start of that game, I will take that point. Absolutely. <laughs> I will take that point. It was a terrible start. Jackets went down 3 0 in six minutes, the first six minutes of the game. Elvis was pulled in the first six minutes. Elvis was pulled. Martin came in. Props yeah. to Martin because he got. I think it was like something crazy, like twenty-eight shots where he like consecutive that he just denied from, from from the Panthers, and he looked he looked great, like he was just standing on his freaking head, like pretty much the whole time he was in. Uh, then the Jackets four unanswered goals right after that, which I did not see coming. After we were down three zero in the first, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna turn this off, maybe. But I was tweeting it, and then uh, yeah, so f- four unanswered goals. Corrali, Jenner, Marchenko, and then Texier with his first of the season. Also his first assist of the season. So he had two points in that game. Yeah, nice. Yep. Uh, which you love to see that. I, he needs to turn it on, man. He's, he's no, 10 he, games no. in, and that's his first two points. Yep. He's got to turn it on now. Yep. And this is a great start for him. I'm with you. The first six minutes, I'm Ooh, like, boy, what am I even watching oh at this point? God. I'm it pissed off. Brutal. I had a shit day at work on Monday. Come home to that. <laughs> and have to watch it. that. Yeah. And Let's just put dude, our mics down. <laughs> like I'm watching this game and, and I understand and maybe I'm taking it for granted the fight that these guys have, right? Because there is no lack of fight in this team. You're led by Boone Jenner, Eric Gabranson right now, Matthew Olivier, guys like that coming in and and did Olivier play in this game? He was scratched. He, I don't he, remember. No, he played. Did he play in that one? Yep. Like the fight is there. These guys are going down. They're winning pucks on the boards. They're keeping pressure even after they go down that much. The goalie change definitely put a put a kick in their ass, right? But it was very, very impressive to watch them come back and control the most of the game after that. While Spencer Martin, like you said, stood on his head, absolutely yeah. played Looked the game great. of his lifetime. Looked great, the game crushed it in that game after Elvis now, came out. Now I know, especially from your tweets, Kyle, which we'll talk about. I know that <laughs> <laughs> that obviously three goals in six minutes on a goaltender does not look good. But there's no denying, because Elvis, listen, this whole season, Elvis says he's brought it up a notch, but nothing insane, nothing crazy. He's looked better this year as opposed to last season. But the three goals that went in, and I, I even tweeted too. I was like, all right, well, sure, did what, what was playing in front of Elvis look like absolute shit that first period? Absolutely. There's no denying that. They, everybody looked lost in that first six minutes. Like They just didn't know what they were doing. Um, Florida was just... Absolutely, they were coming at us, and we were just not prepared for it. And those three goals went in, and, you know, I guess from my perspective, like, I appreciate Elvis, you know, looking a little better this year, but I think a really good goaltender could have maybe have prevented one of those, maybe two of those. But, well, that's the thing, right? Because that that those happen, and in, in sure, I, if you want to put blame, blame is blame, whatever. Six games down the line, when we look back at this game, we're not going to remember the defensive breakdowns. You don't track those, right? Yeah. You're looking at numbers, and you're looking at high danger chances, and NHL edge is a thing now, so you can get more in-depth with how guys are doing based off their stats. Stats matter, right? So three goals on a... on a, on 11 shots is bad. No matter whose fault it is, it's not good. When Spencer Martin came in, the difference is that he was making those saves he on was. the bad 
on the high danger chances. Yes. The defense was still breaking down in front of him at times, and he was bailing them out as a good, as a good, as a great goaltender should do. I'm not, Spencer Martin is not a great goaltender. We would not have picked him up off of waivers if he was a great goaltender. That's not how that works. He came in, he played great in that game, even with the same breakdowns in front of him that were happening in front of Elvis. Elvis wasn't there. He was not in the arena at the start of that game. Very clear. Yeah. That needs to get figured out. Elvis, I, I tweeted out that regardless of how this game, end, game ends, we looks like we found our number one goaltender. People were really mad at me for that. Understandably, because Elvis is still our number one goaltender. I get it. He is. And he will be through the end of the season. We're not going to get, and we're not bringing in Vasilevsky, Swayman, anybody like that. Nobody's coming in to take over the number one spot. I think Tarasov could be a, a, a Jet Greaves. Oh, I'll, I'll pull I think up Jet Ta- Greaves numbers right now. I he think is, Tarasov could be, he can contest for that number one if he's healthy or once he's healthy. If he can stay healthy, right? Yeah. That's also key That's to That's also this. the biggest problem. But I think he is a he future, I truly believe that he's a future number one. And I think he could potentially take that away from Elvis. Maybe. At some point. In this game, in a vacuum, the team went in. They were asleep in the first six minutes of that period. Elvis gets pulled. They wake up. Spencer Martin still makes the same, not the same. They didn't have the same chances on the, on the times when it was two and one, the, the overtime goal, all that shit. Like that was shit. He didn't have a chance on that's the defense's fault, whatever. And that's the same thing that happened to Elvis. But on most of those throughout the, the throughout the game, Spencer Martin kept them in it. They scored four straight because he was making those high danger chance saves on chances that were still two on one cross crease. And, and he's, he's, he's moving across the, the, the goal mouth and making those saves, which Elvis was not doing. So it is what it is there, and that's why I was tweeting the things that I was tweeting, because we are we are sitting here now in year four of Elvis Burz-Lincoln's. The first season he had, he was a Calder candidate. He had a great season. He had five shutouts, eight games. I went back and looked at all his stats through all that. He had a great season overall. He had some shit games. Remember that Pittsburgh game he played in? Gave up seven goals his first ever game. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. So like that season was great, but ever since then, it's been a decline. There's a reason for the decline, and I understand that. Mental health is a big thing, and, and that's something that I'll keep putting an asterisk on. But at some point, you need you keep talking in the offseason about how much better you're going to do. Let's fucking see it. Let's get Spencer yeah, Martin, so, the guy you get off waivers, comes in and outperforms you nightly. Like he has Spencer Martin's numbers are are head and shoulders better above Elvis right now, and he's our number two. That is not how that's supposed to work. Yeah, so for after me after this game it is. And they numbers. were he was a nine twenty two before that. I know. I, I they were both they were fairly hand in hand. That game matters though. I know, but it, what I'm getting at is I think the result would have twenty twenty hindsight's a son of a gun at times, but like I see it as if Spencer played, there's a good chance he would have had that same start. And Elvis would have came in and he would have had that same result. Because that's what pulling the goalie does. It's good for the goalie to get pulled for the goalie, and it's good for the team to be like, wake the hell up, guys. I'm pulling your def- goalie because you guys suck. 22 shots on goal in the first period. I think it was 22 to 2. To s- one. It was, one. To, no, was it one. No, it was seven because we got was two it goals. Seven? Uh, in, I, in the first period, we got two goals? Yeah. Okay. No two shots. I thought it was. I thought, yeah, they no, we only had like one or two shots in the first period. Yeah, I thought we got two goals in the first second period. period. They started scoring. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck it, semantics, right? <laughs> Whatever. What I'm no, getting at is we did score something in the first, but like for a while it was like twenty-two shots to one. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, for a hot minute. But what I'm getting at is 
That's the purpose of pulling a goalie. And that's almost always the outcome whenever a goalie is pulled is they have the backup steps up in some way. You don't see the same results. Thank God. Or else that game would have been horrific. We'd be seeing but, some Montreal Blue Jackets back in, uh, except flip flip the script. Oh boy. 10 nothing. 10 0, baby. <laughs> We'd be San Jose up in this. Beat. All right, come on. But <laughs> you take this game out of the equation. Elvis has been doing well in those high danger sh- shots. Yes, he's, he has been doing. He had a shit game. Here, I, and that's what I'm breaking it down. I'm not naming he goalies did. number one, number this, number whatever. He had a bad game. It's going to happen with him. I just happen for me. Everybody. I just want consistency. That's and all you're I'm never asking. Going to get that with a goalie. Uh, you're right. The, about, you are very correct you have about 22 that. Twenty-two shots in a twenty minutes. Sure, but I'm 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 considering the sample size 50. of I'm considering the sample size of four years. Sure. Right. Like oh, I just feel like we yeah. haven't seen the consistency with Elvis in those four years, and that's where my frustration lies. And and sure, I'm happy he's looking better this year. Great. But then he has, you know, some of these games where you're just like, what are you doing? And then you got your backup coming in, making making him look like he should yeah. not be the number one, right? Imagine, so, yeah, but imagine having it being a fan of a team who had Spencer Martin for a year last year. For sure. I saw <laughs> tweets like that, too, where, they, yeah, it Every was. Every game. Mad, it was yeah. horrible. So was Elvis. All I'm saying I, is, like, this is just, it was a bad game from the start. We shouldn't have gotten a point. You're all. right. You're right. You're well, absolutely right. Look, I, I am not I'm not an Elvis no, hater. We, I don't we, hate Elvis. We earned that point. We got that point. No, we shouldn't have got a point. Well, off we the start, fr- sure, but we but we fought back and we earned that yeah, point. That's true. Earned, and that's that also point. something that I do like to see out of this team because the, the, our slow start and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. we bounce back the next week. It, yeah. And like that's a promising sign in a very young team. And, and that's what and, I'm getting at. You know, a handful of years ago, if we were down 3 0, that was it. That was done. That was we the might game. get two. <laughs> yeah. But and that's what I'm getting at is that that's where I think I see that game, and I'm like, okay, I was happy with that game. As much as that first period sucked, as much as the outcome didn't go the way we wanted to after we made that comeback, that's where I'm getting at with in the next, at the end of the year, we're going to start seeing that more fluidity within a team. Fluidity, fluidity, fluidity. There you go. I'll do it again. <laughs> Five times next time. Okay, deal. But I, I, I walked away from that game, and I'm like, okay, all right. We didn't just give up. We didn't just yeah. hammer down. We took the notion that Pascal did, that he set whenever he said, goalie's coming out. You guys need to step it up. And we did. They did. Uh, overall, yes, they did. It's one game. I get it. So I maybe I overreacted, right? But that's no, what no, I do. No. I, I get think, it. I think whenever you tweet something like that, hey, everybody, shut up. No, Don't they, get I deserved it. But no, also, like, I it. wasn't wrong. Just relax. I, I'm everybody. tweeting, like, I'm tweeting screenshots of stats. Yeah. And and I, and then I got people telling me, I don't, stats don't mean anything. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> of course they do. Like, if that was the case, then give Elvis the Vesna right now because he said he wanted it. Yeah, I agree with right? that. Right? Like, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah, I Stats agree matter. That. And regardless of how bad your defense is, right, stats, at the end of the year, what matters? Mm-hmm. It's but, whether you stopped it or not, and that's that's where we're at, and that's what I feel like we're with with Elvis every single night, and it's fickle. I get it, but like it when the puck's in the zone and and he's scrambling and throwing his stick and shit because he made a save, but there's a rebound and everybody's in the crease, and he's throwing his stick. It's just like oh my god, they're gonna score every time they're in our zone. Yeah, when like, Elvis is in the net because it just he doesn't feel solid. You watch Spencer Martin come out after that, and he's solid as shit. He's just solid. It felt like watching Corpy. Corpy's in the net, calm, cool, collected, and solid as shit, and nothing's getting by him. Unless 
They make an amazing play, which is what exactly what happened to Spencer Martin twice. He got two goals, one in the third period and one in overtime. <clears throat> to me, <laughs> to me, excuse me, Jeez. losing my voice a little bit a little over bit. here. A little bit, you are. <laughs> to me, listen, if you, are a, if you are a Blue Jackets fan, to me, I think it's a reasonable thing to say we have a little bit of a goalie problem. We do. Like, we have. You can't say That's we. When. You can't say we don't. Like it, it's just it's been an inconsistent role with with Elvis being in there and the influx of backups and guys being injured. Like there's just not a consistent, reliable guy right now that I am fully confident in as a fan. I'm not. I'm not confident in Elvis. I truly am not. And I sure have I seen an uptick in his play. Yes, but I'm not confident in his ability yeah. game in and game out. I just he's not a guy where if we make the first round of the playoffs, like I just don't think that I don't think that he could probably handle it. I really don't think I could. On my side, this season right now, I'm not confident in much, if that makes sense. If, From how we've played yeah. in certain scenarios. For sure. I don't throw myself with a lot of confidence within the team to do a lot. But again, it's growing. and It's growing. It is growing. I, yes, I do agree Elvis, with that. At the end of the day, I'm like, he might lose it for us. He's going to have a goal that's like, what are you doing, buddy? I got that like. People tell me that stats don't matter. Like, then I'll go off the eye test and how I feel about it, right? Yeah. If that's what matters, or, or advanced analytics, whatever. I mean, I'm looking at those too, but yeah. wouldn't get into that. Elvis is top 75% in the league in high danger chance save percentage, but bottom 30% in the league in mid and long range save percentage. So he's giving up long goals from the point, but saving stuff down low sometimes, right? So, like, so here's how I do my evaluation because I don't, I don't go off of stats a lot. I go off of the eye test. To me, this is this is what as, like as, a, as a casual fan, Elvis looks floppy. Mm-hmm. Martin looked crisp. Exactly. Like it's that's the, just kind of where I'm at. It, Call it the sniff I, test, yeah. buddy. Sniff yeah. it out. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. You're watching this game, the eye test. Mm-hmm. Elvis seems like a spaz at times when the puck's in the in the crease, and Spencer Martin is solid as shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Oh, that's yeah. what we're watching every night. I agree. I agree. I think uh, sick of it. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I am sick of it. All right. Too. So just segueing right into the first segment, which we can just kind of touch on it because we've already talked a lot about Elvis here. Uh, uh, so we can just yeah, we can do it here. There we go. Uh, we can keep this brief because we've already been hammering in at it. Uh, segment one is Elvis Elvising again. That's kind of our segment, which means kind of like inconsistency. Is he just kind of going back to the old Elvis? Is he? Is he a better improved Elvis? So let's just go with the stats. Kyle, big stats guy over here. Uh, Elvis currently 3-3-0 and in nine games played this year. Uh, he has a 3.2 G goals against average and then a uh, uh, .897 save percentage. And you got Spencer Martin, 1-2-1, and with a little bit better numbers there, 2.6 uh, goals against average and then a uh, .928 save percentage. Um, so I guess the question here is, I mean, Beyond his Elvis Elvising again, like you're looking at the stats. And I look and I they're there. Stats aren't everything, and I get it. I know, but they do. They don't mean nothing. I mean that they're they're there for a reason. They're tracked for a reason. That's how you determine contracts. That's how people get paid in this league is based off of their numbers. I'm I'm not going to sit here and and, and let people tell me that stats don't mean anything. And I don't know anything about hockey if if I'm just looking at the stats because that's just not true at all. These stats are damning. I mean, it's two more games, a, a less, much less safe percentage. And, and it's shit that, like, if you want to blame the defense, whatever. But that's such an easy out. 
if you want to actually look at it, and some of these goals that are going in on Elvis here are off the blocker. He, he didn't see it off the bottom of his glove. His re- five hole. The re- like, the rebounds are what really kills rebounds, me and it's it's rebound like. You're not going to beat greasy teams like that no. because they've got a guy like Boone Jenner who's down low waiting for a rebound. 100%. Every time. And that's what we're seeing. I'm not... It, it is clear right now that there is one better goaltender on this team that's been playing that way all season, and it's not Elvis Burr's Lincolns. I don't... I'm not going to sit here and think that I think this is going to continue the rest of the season. I think Elvis is figuring it out four years in, and I... He is better than he was last year, right? He's 30 years old, though. Like, it's coming up to it here. He's not 26 anymore. He's 30 years old now. He's making $5.5 million a year to be a goaltender on this team, putting up an 8.97 save percentage at $5.5 million a year. That's not acceptable. It is clear. It is, it is truly unacceptable for that contract because, guys. In this league, as goaltenders, do not get paid that amount of money unless you're Andre Vasilevsky. That's where it's at. and He is not performing up to his contract. That is a waste of cap space. He signed that when the dude was good. I'm just... I I scroll Twitter, and, you know, there's just so many Elvis, like, supporters out there, and, like, I feel like we just... They get caught up on, again, kind of the reason that we gave him that contract. And when it comes down to it, like, it's just there's nothing there to me that breeds confidence. And as a fan, I'm just – I hate to say it, and maybe this is going to be like old tweets exposed or something, but I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm, And, and the whole goaltending situation to me right now is not great. And I'm just – I'm sitting here and I'm like, Elvis is – he's not the guy. He's not the guy, period. And you can send all the hate tweets you want towards me, but – to me, it's for again to what you said. Four years now, Kyle, of the same repetitive thing with him. Three. I'll give it three years. The first year was great, and we had yeah. great and high expectations for him after year one. He got hurt, I think. Right. Yeah. He came in for Corpy when Corpy went out with his hip injury. Corpy had an all star. Was having an all star season. I know. Made the all star game. Elvis comes in because Corpy hurts his hip and is out for most of the rest of the year. Five shutouts, eight games, put up like a nine thirty that season, I think. Uh, off the top of my head, it was around there. Came in fifth in the Calder voting for Rookie of the Year. And ever since then, it's been nothing but like inconsistency and shit. And again, I'm going to put an asterisk on it because there is some shit that happened to him in the offseason that would fuck anybody up. And I, I understand that and I get that. We've, we have definitely talked about that a lot on this podcast with what, has, what did happen with Elvis. And... You know, there there was a handful, a plethora of things like you know the, over the past two years with him, personal life and, and friends, and but at some point, like as much as I hate to say it, because mental health is a thing that just can't be the crutch anymore. Like he has to figure something out, and he's not truly figuring it out completely. And it's been four years of it, three years if you want to put the asterisk, Kyle. But uh, to me, I I'm looking at it now, four years in, and to me. He's just not it. He is. He's, he's not. Uh, well, that's all you got. Yeah, I think uh, Spencer Martin is one game of uh, having three goals on eleven shots to being a point eight eight three. So being well below that. Listen, eight, nine, I'm not. Seven. I'm not sitting here I'm saying. Not, I'm not comparing both sides. Either. I'm not saying that Spencer Martin is our savior. No, no, no. I, we genuinely no. still have a goaltending problem, but Spencer Martin, I think, has outshined Elvis. In sure. 
But you have to, to recognize point. he's going to have a bad game, sure. too. Sure. In the next month, it he's going to have a bad game. I don't know if he's playing tomorrow night, but probably tomorrow night. No, mm-hmm. they, won't play, they won't play Spencer Martin at home. No. It'll be Elvis tomorrow night. Well, Spencer Martin's next start. Uh, especially on ESPN. Well, with Pascal Vincent, man, I don't know. Yeah, I you mean, don't know. if we're really doing this whole accountability mm-hmm. thing, yeah. Spencer Martin should start the next game, mm-hmm. right? Yep. By that, that's why I said, well, <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know, but they're all they're both going to have bad games. They're both going to have good games. Sure. And we're both just we're all just going to have to deal with it. But you are right. Do you he think that the number that our future number one goal to and he's thirty years old again? Huh. Elvis says. Huh? Do you believe that he is our number one goaltender going forward? How, how far? Like through the rest far? of this year to win. To win, he was going to win his games as our number one goaltender. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm playoff not... playoff pushes with Elvis. There's no playoff push with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> not this season, but like going forward, like next season. Going forward, it's going to be. Somebody He's got three else. years left on his deal. Four years left. We're going to eat that in next year. You think they buy him out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, We're they buy him that out next year. It's going to be, um, we're going to start bringing in Tarasov. We're going to be start bringing in Greaves. And we're going to be having that uh, Sergei Ivanov. Yep. That's going to be in the AHL after that. Yeah, that's our next, that's our next goalie out of Russia is Sergei yeah, Ivanov. Like, listen, like, I, I'm intrigued with our pipeline of goalies. Like, God, for the love of God, I would love to see Tarasov just stay healthy because the, the glimpses I've got of him are great. Greaves, he, well. Greaves even looks, he even looks good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Corpy looked I just great think too. Right now, at the NHL level, I am deeply concerned. That's does all. Tarasov get injured in the same aspect that he does in the NHL as he does in the AHL? Uh, I don't know. He's hurt now, so I think he got hurt in training camp, though. But I think mm-hmm. he is. Uh, I think they're. I, I don't know where he'll go right away. Probably Cleveland is my guess. But okay. I know he's. I think he's pretty much turned the corner to where he's about ready to come back. So. If, when, and if and when he comes back, then you like you have two goalies now on the roster that are not waivers exempt. One of them has above a 920 save percentage. So yeah. if you're bringing Tarasov onto the roster, who are you moving out? He's going and or his. are you going to have three goaltenders on the roster? Which I don't think is a great. So that's there's there's another. I mean, so the, AHL makes sense for Tarasov, right? Yeah, it does. Because it, yeah. it, we're, we're, we're having problems like figuring out which Slow forward build. is going to go when we have, you know, line to come back. So right. there's no way that Tarasov can be in, in Columbus. He's going to have to so go to Cleveland. <clears throat> so we'll see. We'll see. But all right, moving on. All right, before we get into our last two segments, we got to talk about our amazing sponsors. First one being Ohio Bank Distillery. It is fall time. Fall means you can start bulking up, you know, wearing them hoodies. Oh, yeah, my you, favorite. Oh, I love it. I'd Give me an XL hoodie, dude. Come on now. It is seasonal comfort food times. High Bank has some delicious, some delicious dishes. <laughs> delicious. Delicious dishes. Delicious. That you can try out. I'm looking at one right now, right? So I pulled it up on their Instagram. It is their, uh, their queso dip. Oh, Ooh. I got that. Uh, Went there it, last weekend. Oh, really? Was actually? it good? It's banging. Oh yeah, that Queso and the Brussels sprouts with with chicken tinga. Uh huh. I don't, I don't even know what tinga means. It's kind of like a blue raspberry. I don't know it what it is. It probably makes you feel I all tingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also got some bison pot stickers. Didn't get that, but I wanted it. Some butternut squash ravioli. Didn't get that. Don't really want it. Ooh, you can add some salmon for seven <laughs> bucks to that. Also, drinks the whiskey waltz. The seasonal mule and the come, 
Oh, wow. Whoa! <laughs> Cucumber gimlet. <laughs> my, my apologies. What's in that drink again? Heaving it. <laughs> Come so check out Old High Bank Distillery. If you want to see pictures of the, of the food, check out their Instagram, High Bank Co. Uh, it looks absolutely delicious. And also those seasonal cocktails. Listen, it is Balkan season. Balkan season. It is hoodie season, jean season, sweat season. And uh, there's no better way to fill out than going to High Bank Distillery and just uh, indulging in all of their amazing seasonal food. And after you fill out at High Bank Distillery, while you're there, check out SeatGeek.com or download the app and type in our promo code CBJA to get some tickets to some BJ games while you're there, huh? Yeah. Check it out. There's some good There's some good seats on there. Uh, promo code CBJA to get $20 off your first-time purchase with each email address. Huh? Correct. Each and all. Each and all of them. Each and all of them. And also away games. You can just be at High Bank, too. You could just be at High Bank. I just reversed it back to the first You one. could do that. Yeah, yeah. And then for, but, but then for home games, <laughs> you you go to SeatGeek to geek in your seat to gotta, watch the game. you got to geek in your seat for PJs. All right? That's it. And then seat your geek. Seat your geek. Seat your geek. All right. Moving on to uh, segment two. Don't worry. We only have three segments. I'm going to get fat and seat my geek. That's all you got to do. Here we go. Uh, segment two of the old podcast is uh, Gaudreau. Still kind of struggling a little bit. Little boy struggling. Yeah. Uh, so he currently has one goal, four assists on the season. And kind of the biggest takeaway so far from Gaudreau's play this year. Not really play, but yeah, I'm kind of. He was benched. He played one shift in the third period versus Washington. Um, in the third period? Yeah. Okay. Uh, one shift in the third period versus Washington. What's the problem with Gaudreau? What was that? What's the problem with Gaudreau? <laughs> Man, that is a tough one to put a finger on. So, like, he's he's second on the team in shots on net. Um, he's shooting. His only one that has gone in is an empty netter, so there hasn't been a goalie there. I thought for sure after that, that empty netter. You were netter, like, here it comes. Here we go. I was like, all right, he got the one. He got for the sure. monkey off his back, and, and now he's like. And it's gone. I know it was an empty netter, like whatever, but I was like, he got one. Cool. Now he's going to get rolling. I don't think we're we're rolling up to like contract talks yet with this, but at a certain point, if this continues, we're looking at, we're paying this guy almost $10 million a year to to. Be have as many points as Emil Bemstrom. He's on pace for like thirty two. I think it's not good. So no. he's got to find it right. He he has to, and I think that he will. The struggles, though, I don't. I don't know if it's line combinations. If if it's not having line a Rimmer, uh, the other night in in that Washington game mentioned something about how Goudreau has got almost two guys on him every time he has the puck in the zone. Which he does, yeah. Uh, because Patrick Laine has been hurt for so long, nobody has to pay attention on the left side of the ice. Which is another reason I think Fantilli and Goudreau should be playing together. Oh, with Marchenko. Um, to to give to give each their own space, but Line A being out, I think, is the main cause here. Truly, I think it's the reason that Goudreau is struggling to the point that he is now. He was struggling when Line A was in, right? A little. There was also times where they were not even on the same line. For sure, they they didn't play together yeah. the entire time. But I think that would have you know continued to progress throughout the season, like it did last year when Goudreau ended the season with seventy some seventy two points. I think last year, but yeah, uh, yeah I I don't know why he. I mean, that's the reason I can pinpoint to why he is struggling is Line A being out. But 
Other than that, he's getting the puck on the net. I mean, he is turning it over quite a bit. I don't, I, I don't know if you've noticed that, but no, the, I the, have, yeah. the, the weird turnovers are, are... And it almost seems like battling for the puck at times, I know he is a smaller guy, but it's just not like all there for him. It, it doesn't seem like he's he's reading the puck well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. There, I feel like there's something to miss right now in his game. I I truly believe he's going to figure it out. It's Johnny Gaudreau. I I feel like he eventually is going to get there. Um, but to me, it always seems like the Jackets, we get these like star caliber guys, Line, Gaudreau, uh, just to name a few here recently, and they come off these seasons with the teams that they previously came from, and they come here and they just kind of like, just like, they even out. I mean, if they, they even out like they, and again, like, you know, maybe it's a, who's playing around them to help them out. We don't have that ability to, to, we don't have those players to impact each other's games the way that these other teams maybe did with a Gaudreau or a line. And that, that could be definitely a big part of it, but it just seems like we get these guys in here and we're all hyped about them. And then all of a sudden it's just like nothing happens. And it's frustrating to watch. It's like you ex- you have these high expectations of these guys, and we're sitting at Gaudreau like with with an ex you know on pace for like mid thirty in terms of points this year. It wasn't when we had Panarin because he was always on the same line every game. He wasn't yeah. moved around with a bunch of different people. He was where he was all the time, and he got consistent chemistry with those people, and he did very well. But now we are having this issue where we constantly move people all the time through all these lines, yeah. and it doesn't create consistency. That was one breath. <laughs> that was impressive. That was, thank you. And hey, monotone to spot. <laughs> I hundred percent agree. I'm to the point now, like I understand that we're we were trying to like divvy it up, right? Like put Gaudreau on the first line, line on the first line, or you know, vice versa, to where they're not paired up with each other. Jack and I, I think at this point, put them together, leave them there for the whole season and see what the hell happens. Like I just I, I think you put those two guys together with their talent, their ability, and just let it go. Like just let it go and see what they can do together granted i know you know line a obviously not playing right now but i think you just see what the the chem what type of chemistry can develop because to what you said kyle last year like we saw those guys work together a handful of times and it looked decent looked okay especially with what the team we what product we had out there but uh yeah to sometimes i think meshing with the lines too much can hinder the overall development and growth of of team chemistry and that can yeah that can affect the numbers there Absolutely. I, I, to this point, I still don't understand why we have not seen a Goudreau left wing Fantilli center Marchenko right wing line yet. Oh. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it, I will notice when it happens. I promise. Oh, you will. And oh, we will we'll be, see the tweets. We will be tweeting. The, the fact it. that those three right now with line A out are not playing together on that top line consistently each night. Not even practicing. Right. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. The chem- I mean, and, and again, I, I think this is like an evaluation time for, for Pascal Vincent because he wasn't here. He got thrown into this, and he's now still evaluating. We're not supposed to win anything this year, right? But Not according to Yarmo. <laughs> or m- most of us, yeah. I mean, hey, I'd take that. <laughs> for sure. I, I, but that top line should be solidified. That top line should not be moving around as much as it is. The guys that get put on that top line do not deserve to be on that top line. Jack Roslovic. Yeah. starting right winger, top line right winger against Washington. That doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. Again, 
I like Roslovic. He's a good oh. second line right now. But he, I liked Roslovic for the first three or four games, and then ever since then, he's, he's disappeared again. Where's he been? Everyone has, because we keep moving him around. I still like Roslovic. I'm I'm okay with Roslovic. The contract, a little heavy, whatever. But he always puts up the numbers towards the end of the year. But first line, no. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah. Not when you still have guys healthy that like should be up. Yeah. Roslovic being on the top line while Kirill Marchenko is scratched, it does wild. not make any sense to <laughs> it's me. It's wild. And again, evaluation, sure, but anybody can look at that and just see how fucked up that is, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Goudreau, Fantilli, Marchenko, it's right there. Put him up there. Let him play. When Lanny comes back in, put him in the second line. Get him with some guys that he's comfortable with and move. Like, it... Keep it consistent. You have to start building a consistent top six with this team. It cannot be blended so much. There will be no success. Guys don't know where they're. If guys don't know where they're playing each night, how can you expect them expect them to go in with the mindset that they're going to that they're going to succeed? Oh yeah, they don't even know hey, where they're going to play. I'll put it even in, into podcast perspective, right? <gasps> podcast perspective. Oh my gosh! Like after four years of us doing this, we just we know where each of us is going to go throughout an episode in terms of like what we're about to say, who's about to talk next. Like if you just drop Braden in here, like no knock on Braden, but he was new for a year and he had to figure shit out, and that kind of discombobulated some things in terms of like our the flow. Again, no knock on Braden because he's doing fine now. Oh, I'll knock him, but <laughs> that's fair. You can knock on him. But like in terms of like overall flow, you just know where to go, and I feel like that could come, that corresponds to anything, like even like yeah, hockey it, lines. It comes like, with time. It comes with time. You're gonna figure it out with time. You can't expect like every single every single game somebody's just you don't know who you're gonna be paired up with or lined up with, and that's that can lead to you know just a lag in, in absolute success on the ice. You know what I would love to see whenever Line is back? Hmm. Him off center. Yeah, I'm done with it. Oh, for sure. It's put when he gets back, the line that needs to be worked on the front, in my opinion, argue it if you want. It's line A, Boone, Goudreau. Yeah, I think that line will do fantastic numbers because Boone has proved that he is doing quite well at that center position. If you say he's not, Kyle, I'm not saying he's not, but that that should not. That's a second. That's a great second line. Here's oh, the thing. Here's, here's the thing. I'll raise you this. So I, I'm not discrediting our captain at all. Great, great player. Wins face-offs. Awesome. What's the first thing he does in overtime? Skates off because Sk they skates, don't do. Skates off the ice because all he, the best thing he's good at is winning the face-off, getting off the ice. But in, 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 but in non-OT situations, sure, the, one of the greater things he's at, at, one of the greater things he's good at is you know getting those dirty goals and you know yes for and sure. that's a big reason why they pull them off too because you're not getting yeah. dirty goals in overtime sure absolutely yeah I but I'm just saying if he was like if he's as good as he's supposed to be like Boone Jenner and he's like our true number one center you wouldn't pull him off uh, you know an OT uh, debatable in that aspect of he's not going to be getting dirty goals in the center but why I think that they would work well together is that you have a guy who's going to be a playmaker with Goudreau who's going to pass it over to Line a, who's going to take a shot with Jenner playing dirty in the front, and he's going to clean it up. That's a line we saw last year, and they they did Not well. Enough. We talked about it. All well, the time. Lane was hurt a lot. Yeah, obviously. So I mean, hurt. but when they were in, they did Everyone's well. Always hurt. You're right. Last year for sure. Right now, though, like if I ask you to, who is our number one center on this team? What is your What is your first thought? What's your first answer? Fantilli. 
It's Fantilli. He's not winning faceoffs right now. He needs to work to it. But he, for sure. Okay, I agree with that. In the future, yeah, you bet your ass. But right now, he's not. He's not winning the faceoffs. That's what matters. You lose the faceoff, you lose the game. That's not necessarily true. Yes, it is. Look at our team. We never win faceoffs, and we always lose. <laughs> they don't always lose. I mean, we do pretty good at it. Fantilli is the number one center on this team, and he will be going In forward. Yeah. He, I think he should be now. And he should be until he is not a Blue Jacket anymore. Boone Jenner. Two years. On a playoff <laughs> contending team. No, he'll be in Cleveland next year. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the trend. That's the trend right now. So, Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless he keeps not doing anything this year. Does he have four points now? He scored four points in his first four games and hasn't scored since. Mm, I think he's at like two. I think he's at two, two and goals. two. I think he's at two goals and like three assists. Is it? It's yeah. not playing. It's not playing terrible for a rookie. I mean, it's. I'm not getting into that. Adam Fantilli is, in my opinion, and will be the number one center for this team going forward. That's the future of this team. That's the face. That's the core. That's the center. You build around that at number one. I know we're not trying to win. I get it, right? So Boone at number one now. But if you want to start building chemistry with guys who are also going to be here for their whole careers, Patrick Laine, possibly, but Marchenko and Goudreau, that's your top line for the next three to four years. Start it now. Start it right now. Okay. There's no need for the evaluation because that's what you have going forward. Okay. You're going to resign Marchenko. Goudreau's here for the next six. Fantilli's here for the next ten. That's your line. That is it going forward. That's what you build around. Put them out there and let them figure it out. Who cares if they lose right now? It doesn't matter. It do- this, this season does not matter in the grand scheme of things. There are so many. Vegas exists. Boston exists. Like there, Toronto exists. There are teams. Toronto sucks right now, but there are teams out there that the Blue Jackets have no business even being around when it comes to chemistry and talent wise. But in two, in next year and in two years, they will be. And it starts now. You start now with that top line, and you move them forward and build around that. All right. So okay. speaking of players that are not scoring and also struggling offensively. Uh, give me one player right now that uh, you are currently disappointed in in this season in terms of trying to score or trying to get on the score sheet. Is this a setup? No. It's just one player that you think right now should be performing at a better level. Shut up, Sam. That, you know, you know, getting on the score sheet, whether it be more goals, more assists, more involved in plays um, on, no, the, guess, on, the, on the offensive side. I guess we'll go back and say uh, Goudreau. No, you can't. You can't say okay. Goudreau. That's, that, was, that was this segment. It's in the whole. It's in the segment name. Well, look at the show. Too much about Besides Gaudreau, <laughs> you're right. Gaudreau sucks right now. There it is. Like yeah. I said it. That's it. I'm it's going fine. with the. Uh, yeah, I'm just going back to my the guy that I was not like super impressed with, Yarmo like bringing him back, um, but he came out ready to go in my opinion, and I I just don't think he saw he's seen the results on the score sheet. But Texier, I want to see him score more. Yeah, like, barring like, the last game, right? I mean, he had no points for the first eight games. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. Yeah, and he's a guy that I thought came out and he he looked well, like right off the bat, but he just wasn't getting the results and wasn't finishing. And he's a guy that I want to see step up a little more. I gotta go, Cole Sillinger. I no goals yet, five assists though. Does he have five assists? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not as bad as I thought. Damn. But still, like that's. I don't know what I'm expecting from him. I mean, I think that he's the next Boone Jenner in training from what I've seen from him. 
He's that's gonna, what I said earlier. He's gonna have the size, right? Like that's kind of what he's he's gearing towards. Yeah. Somebody told me he's a he's a natural sniper. I don't know what the fuck you're watching, <laughs> uh, but it's not Cole Sillinger. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I am disappointed in Cole Sillinger right now, coming off the year he had last year, and you just, the, the yeah, sophomore yeah. slump. You give it to him right after they have a good rookie year. You, you got to start figuring it out here, dude. You you have to start figuring it out like quickly. Yeah. This this team is full of first round busts. You cannot be another one of them if this yeah. team is going to be successful. It has to be figured out. I'll go against the grain because I can't argue your guys' and I'll say Dan Forth because he did well at the start and then the last like six, seven games, he's just kind of dipped off. He that's has fair. He's dropped that's, that no, consistency. And we need someone who's at least bringing a little consistency and we don't really have anybody doing that right now. Yeah. That's our issue. Pro Rob, huh? <laughs> yeah. Pro Rob's leader. almost at a Number point one, per game baby. right now, I Number think. Number one. Leader, baby. All assists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's our next Voracek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the season with 63 assists and one goal. Bring it. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm here for it. You need someone to balance Marchenko. Right. <laughs> hey, Marchenko has a couple of assists. Yeah, he year. does. He changed it up. He, it was funny. he, he, he already go? doubled it up. What do you yeah. go? Nine, 19 goals last year without an assist or something yeah. like that? Yeah. This Almost year he went three 20. assists without a goal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, we're moving on to our final segment. Are we ready to get social? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. We're going to get social. As soon as you hit it. There we go. We're going to be answering your questions from X. Ugh, man. Uh, first question from Woo! the CBJ haters at the CBJ haters, uh, who thinks I'm an Elvis hater. <laughs> I am not. Well, I only hate his numbers, not the person. I don't have. We don't have anything to gain from Elvis being bad. Like we're not Elvis haters. We don't have anything. To, we have everything to gain from him being good. I'm just. Again, I'm everything going, like I'm, if he does well, the team does well, the podcast does well. I'm just going from the four year sample size we have, and I've seen nothing but inconsistency. That's all I'm at with Elvis. All right, That's the, it. the CBJ, I, I digress. The CBJ haters ask, What are your thoughts on the new guys? Uh, mainly Provorov, Severson, and Fantilli, possibly also. Mostly Severson here. We've talked about the other two. Again, I got when it comes to defensive improvements, you can't tell me we have not improved. Severson's done like, well. You can't like I again. I know there's been moments where there's been a turnover that maybe leads to a goal from one of the one or two of these guys, but overall, like I think our blue line has been bolstered up to the point where I'm I'm pleased with it, hundred percent. So I am fine with it. Um, when it comes to Fantilli, obviously he's still trying to figure out the National Hockey League, but the dude is impressed on on multiple levels in, in my ass in my in my eyes, and. Uh, yeah, I, I would like to see him more on the score sheet for sure, but I think that's going to eventually come. Uh, but yeah, again, when it comes to some of these new guys, you know, when it comes, to especially def defensive dudes, I'm all I, I, I'm, I'm here I, for it as I'm well. I'm here for it. I I don't see anything wrong with anything that Yarmo did there, and I'll give Yarmo props there. I think those are two good contracts for what they are. Mm -hmm. I truly. Severson, the the term is a little long for me, but the money is right where he is, right where he should be. We needed we needed two guys like that. We absolutely needed it, and and for all the people that were complaining last season about our blue line, especially with, you know with peak and uh, injuries too. I mean, for sure injuries, yeah. But like you know, there's so many people on 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 social media just you know shitting on on our defense last year, and uh, and now now those guys that were on defense last year are now healthy scratch this year because we have some veteran guys in there that know what they're doing and yeah i 
I have no qualms with it. I, I and liked, enough with I the Blankenberg him. shit. Blankenberg's <laughs> not coming back. He's done. He's not. He's yeah. not playing defense here. I like Blankenberg. He could come back as a forward. And I think he'd do great. But the a next, forward. The next Cam Atkinson. Possibly, if mm. he's a winger. <laughs> huh? Not a left D. Where yeah. the fuck right D? I don't know. Whether, whatever. <laughs> Severson reminds me of a more healthy Ryan Murray. Yeah, right? I mean, he's that's kind of where I'm at with him. Yeah. Also, Andrew Peak. in the last I've two always, seasons. I've always liked Peak. Played 161 of a possible 164 games. I've always liked Peak. And he was solid. Led the team in blocks last year and yeah. hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. It's true. All right. I'm fine with the new What guys. do you think? I, I started off with saying I think that since we talked about mostly everybody else, uh, Severson, he's doing well. Like, he had a rocky start at this beginning, but he's really gotten it back into where he needs to be. And I think that uh, really uh, those three guys, and, overall, and, and, Severson, and, Fentilli, they're going to be good. Yeah, and for well. me, like, when it comes down to, like, especially getting a rocky start, because I feel like we saw some things in the beginning games with a couple of these guys trying to figure it out. I think it was more so them trying to do too much. I think once they get into the role that they are expected to play, Hello. I think it all just finds itself out. And I think that's kind of what we're starting to see with with Provorov and Severson. So um, just don't try to overdo it. Just do your job, and you're good. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. Uh, next one, Colin Nicholson at spare underscore change, son. <laughs> yeah. Nice. If the artillery dudes are together for a bonfire, who's starting the fire? Also, who can actually start a fire without using lighter fluid? Uh, I was in the Cub Scouts for a year before I realized it was nerdy because my brother was an Eagle Scout, and I did not want to pursue it because mm. um, he was a big nerd. Isn't that how you like get to the Eagle Scouts, though, is by starting in Cub Scouts? Well, yeah, that's what I'm you saying. So, like, my old, oh, my, he was a nerd because he was an Eagle Scout. He was Scout. an Eagle Scout, and I saw all of his friends, and I'm like, I don't want to be that way. Nerd. Yeah, Hell so yeah, I dude. stopped. Eagle um, Scouts are dope. Don't don't quit if you're listening. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool stuff. Uh, so, no, I've watched enough Survivor to probably figure out if I had some flint. <laughs> if I had some flint and some dry like grass, I think I could figure it out. Yeah. Um, but no, definitely gave me the lighter fluid. I will say the last time there was a fire involved in my life, it was at Kyle's place. And I started it because he couldn't. Why? Because I was tripping my balls you off. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I, I, I was having the time of my life. And I think that's going to be the <laughs> same situation if the artillery dudes are together for a bonfire. Oh yeah, yeah. I will. Yes. <laughs> so sure. I'll start it, and I can do it without one. Without the last fire, one's our guy. The last fire I lit was a propane tank, and it was inside of a garage for uh, trick or treating. That doesn't count. I lit it. <laughs> it's not uh, lighter fluid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next question from Spongy at Hey Spongy. Do you think Elvis will smoke more before games now that issue two is passed? Maybe that'll loosen him up a little before bit. Before games. Before games, yeah. Yes, you should. Yeah, chill out, dude. Everything goes. Yeah, go just relax, bit. Elvis. Yeah, Jeez. Everything, everything does go a little bit. Slower. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Probably. He doesn't. He's no. He's high strung as shit. I feel He's like it's still going to be illegal in terms of like professional sports, though. Without uh, attitude, I don't know. You don't know. I mean, the NFL like is loosened up on it. The NBA doesn't care yeah, anymore. Like, that's fair. I don't know that the NHL like cares at all. I feel like it's a thing that NASCAR guys do. would be illegal because that's an OVI. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, but what if like the off season? <laughs> off season, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Also, props to my boy Blaney. Got his first NASCAR yeah, championship. My boy too. Let's go. Yeah, buddy. Got the job done at Phoenix. I'm so pumped for my dude. Hell yeah. The his dad's the Buckeye Bullet. Has Ohio ties. Number twelve Pinsky, Menards, Ford. Got the champ. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, that's my NASCAR minute. I haven't done that in a while. It's been a minute. Yeah. Hasn't been long enough, though. Yep. Uh, oh, what a text. Uh, next, next one. Uh, we'll do it real quick. Cause, eh, any of them? Uh, Ali San. At Ali San 1. Which prospects, younger players, are you willing to part with in a trade, either for a vet, forward, or goalie help? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm just reading the text back in that text. <laughs> So, um, this <laughs> what's, so the, what's the question again? Uh, which prospects younger would players. you or younger players would you be willing to part ways with in a trade? Um, Blankenberg, Boquist, one for sure. Blankenberg's not worth anything. <laughs> uh, Boquist for sure. Um, I wouldn't, I, I'm gonna get shit for this. Kent Johnson, oh. I, I can absolutely see him getting moved out of here. I know he there switched, was he switched his agents, switched his agents. There was trade rumors. He kind of he squashed those himself in an interview when he got to Cleveland about how he should have been there, and like he never said anything about a trade request. All the trade rumors were fan started. Maybe by myself. He switched, a little, to, I don't yeah, know. It was. It was switched to Fantilli's. Yeah, like, Fantilli's, but also Seth Jones and PLDs. So like that's there too. Uh, I think Kent Johnson would be the one that you move out of anybody to get something back that's worth anything in return to start winning sooner than later. It, well, we're, yeah. we're done if, bringing oh, back yeah. assets, if, right? If you're trying we're to done win, with assets. Yeah, if you're trying to win now in terms of like trading away prospects, it has to be somebody with some name recognition and high draft picks. And I don't think Yarmo's going to move. Like Marchenko's untouchable, right? You can't trade Marchenko. Uh, at, at this point, you're keeping that motherfucker. Can't, like Fantilli's untouchable. Yeah. There, there are prospects on this team that are untouchable. Yeah, uh, I don't think Kent Johnson is one of those prospects, honestly. I, I think with him. I think right now, no. I think Kent Johnson stays for sure. <laughs> I can part with him. No, he's staying. Yeah. We'll see, though. 100%. I mean, can Roslovic still count as a young player? Was no. he 27? No. I guess no. he doesn't, does he? KJ stays. I just don't think there's a, a, too many super... Sure, we have like good talent up in Cleveland, but I don't know if they're super like appealing to like bring in somebody if you're trying to win now. Oh, Texier. Nah, I think he's just a Yarmo guy. Yeah, Texier, I mean, maybe. I mean, I he might have some value on him. Chinnikov might have some value, some value on him. Yeah. Um, there, there's guys that have value for sure that I could see. Like, what, what has Chinnikov done? He, he came in and did well against Florida, but he's been hurt, and, he, and, he, and he's been hurt. I mean, that's just what it is. You, yeah. If you're hurt and you're not here, and you're not here. I mean, it's just what it is. Yeah, you can't put up numbers if you're not here. Sorry, no. I don't know why I apologized. You don't. Okay. You should. Next question yeah. from Sean Hoy at Sean Hoy twenty seven. What would you guys do as GMs with the cap we have now? The cap increasing and Roslovic seemingly coming off the books. That should be around twelve million dollars in cap space. For those of you who don't know, the cap is projected uh, to go up by about. What seven to eight million dollars next year, something like that, um, or six to eight, six to seven million dollars. A lot, a lot of cap space coming up. I like uh, that. Problem is CBJ having twelve upcoming RFAs and two UFAs other than Roslovic. Who do you sign? Who do you trade in for what? This is a this is a loaded question. 
Jesus, I'd have to look up Cap Friendly right the now. The RFAs this year are nuts. We're not going to go all over all of them right now, but it's a bunch of guys coming off their ELCs that need real NHL contracts now. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot. It's going to eat a lot into that cap space Oh, for with the guys sure. that we have. We're talking three, $4 million contracts for some guys, if not five to six for others. Cole Sillinger being one of them. Um, it's very interesting to see. I haven't looked that far ahead yet, but it is going to be an insa- very, very interesting offseason coming up for this team with the amount of guys that they do have to re-sign and also with that cap going up. I don't think Roslovic sticks around uh, after the deadline. I think he's gone before the deadline. I've stick, I've been saying that since the offseason. I'll stick next to it. I think Boquist is out of here. There's cap, more cap opening yeah, so up. We have, uh, so we have Jack Roslovic, UFA. Alexander Texier, RFA. Kirill Marchenko, RFA. Cole Stillinger, RFA. Uh, Emil Bimstrom, RFA. Igor Chinnikov, RFA. Uh, we have uh, Jake Bean, RFA, Spencer Martin, UFA, whatever. Uh, Robinson, who's in Cleveland, UFA. Um, and also, hey, we're still paying for Alexander Winberg. Was that so. just the defense? Or was that just <laughs> the offense? Uh, oh, that was all of them. That was all of them, yeah. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And that's just the guys eight. on the roster. That's not everybody in the system. Nine. There's more guys yeah. in the system sure. that are in the AHL that are also on, uh, are in their RFA year. It's going to be very interesting. Marchenko, I don't I mean, how much do you think Marchenko makes this coming up? 3 uh, 3 no, and a half million half. for four for 3 years? I give him that. I mean, I'd say years. like I'd say in the 2 2 and a half range. Right. So like yeah. but then that starts adding up. Cole Sillinger, we're we're looking at 2 to 3 million dollars for 3 years. You know, uh, Chenikov is probably 1 and a half to 2 million dollars for 2 years. That starts adding up quickly and you run out of cap space. So I I think if Elvis yeah. Elvis being bought out is an op- is a chance is there's a real chance that happens this season uh, if he does not perform the way he's supposed to so there's three million that falls off so I I don't know it's it's hard to speculate right now but all I can say is it's going to be very very interesting coming up we're paying old Alexander Texier through 2026 or sorry Alexander Winberg uh, eight hundred ninety one thousand correct yeah still in the books. Still on the books. On a second team since he left here, I think. Yeah, I think Rozovic definitely comes off. I don't think we resign him, and that's four mil. But yeah, I mean, with with the expansion of the uh, with the cap and our current cap space, which is like around four mil, I think all of that just kind of wipes itself out. It it kind of even. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, again, it depends on what guys do this season. What happens with guys this season? Some things work themselves out, but also. Yormo is known for giving bad contracts and, and kind of digging, digging himself into a hole with some of these guys. So it's yeah. it's going to be interesting for sure. I've been thinking about this upcoming offseason for a long time. It's going to be, in- yeah. These um, RFAs coming up are be, pretty insane. Yeah, it's going to be intriguing to watch how Yarmo. Jake fit, Bean. Jake that. Bean's been perform- like doing well. Uh, what do you do with him? Yeah. Didn't play last year. What do yeah. you do with that guy? 2.3 mil right now. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Next question. Evan Hunt at Evan Hunt 41 over under on amount of games until Voronkov gets a Gordie Howe hat trick. I say within five games. Wow. <laughs> I say five. We, we are playing a good few teams that it's like, okay, I can see it. How many games are left? Like 70 games left? I'd say, yeah. What's half of that? 35? 35, sure, yeah. I'll give it 34 and a half games as the over under. I'm going not, not at all. You going over under 34 yeah. and a half games? Oh, over. He's going over? way over. He's smacking yeah. that over. 
Yeah, you're, you're, smack, under. you're going under. I think it's going to be before the end of the month. Nah, I don't see him getting getting it at all. Next year. week we play the Rangers, uh, the Penguins, uh, Coyotes, and Capitals. I think it's going to happen within those games. I love to see it, but I always get high on certain things and it never pans out. So I'm going none. Penguins will probably be huh? probably be a fun game to watch. That'll be a grimy game. Yeah, it's at home too. Ooh, Ooh. more Pittsburgh than Blue Jackets fans that night. Get his tickets. All right. <laughs> Give me what's the date? Fourteenth, uh, next Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday. Mm, next question. Are we ready for the next question? Y'all, you got one. Uh, uh, I'm I'm just like reading this as I go through here. Next one, Colton Laughlin at Laughlin Colton. Hey, I'm very new to NHL so far this year. I've watched all their games. So what is the matter with the goalies? <laughs> First off, Colton. Thanks for watching. Second off, not good. You heard it at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. We we went through it. Appreciate yeah. the question, though, yeah. especially being new to the NHL and listening to the old pod. Thank you very much. He's a Guardians fan. Yeah. Well, I am as well. The Reds. Um, but, yeah, just kind of what we said there at the beginning of the episode there, Colton. Uh, Colton. Those are our thoughts there for sure. Oh, yeah. Next question. Oh, from Donnie to the Reds. What? From Eric Osborne at... EJ Osborne, 310. What are we missing to improve our power play? We seem to have the talent. It just doesn't click for whatever reason. We've had a bad power play for years now. It's frustrating to watch. Agreed. Yeah. Not putting pucks on that during the power play. I'm more so pissed off with our overtime performances. Agreed. The power going to the power play though, like they they have the offensive zone time. They're, say, they're keeping the puck in we're the zone. There. We're there. The goals just aren't going in right now. Absolutely, they're controlling the yeah. puck. There are times where they cycle too much and they're not getting the puck inside, um, and then they lose it on the boards because they get nonchalant. As after you cycle it so many times, you get it's almost like they get bored with it and then they lose the puck. I don't know. I I think what we're missing on the power play is Patrick Line. That's what's missing, and that, that's what it comes back to. That's what comes back to Goudreau's struggles, and a lot of that line's struggles is also the blender. It's it's always seems like there's a new power play unit out there. When's the last time Bemstrom had two goals and a power on, a, on power two power play goals in one game it, last week? And what has he been on the top power play line since? I no, mean, has he been out there again? He's been too good. <laughs> I, it doesn't make any sense. So, like, the consistency comes back. I think it's consistency. That's what it comes back to. Yeah. And to me, it kind of comes down to just simplify it a little bit. Like, I feel like sometimes we try to overdo it with just, like, too many passes. And I, I, I'm, not the, I'm not the type of fan where it's like, shoot, shoot, shoot. Like, I get it. You got to wait for an open opportunity for sure. But I think on, there's certain, you know, moments within, within these power plays where I'm like, we're doing a little bit too much. Just put it on net. Just whisper. see if you know. See if we got. We can get a, a rebound or something, and see if we can make it happen. You know, that's all I'm saying. Just simplify the game a little bit. Don't need I to think, scream it. You just, know, yeah. I feel like it's just been overcomplicated at times, and I think that's my biggest struggle with the power play. Yep. But also, of course, you know, having maybe a, a line and a, and a Gaudreau out there at the same time would be pretty dope. Shoot a bit and get better players. Yeah, but that felt good. Felt great. Next one from Kenna Fouched. Kenna. Nice. Thank you. Who on the main roster will take most advantage of the passing of Ohio Bill 2? <laughs> I actually said 2. Hey, congrats on congrats Ohio on issue 2 being passed. You can abort your marijuanas. 
congrats, everybody, for being able to smoke weed recreationally and legally in public. That's great. Who on I the think team, though? It would be Cole Sillinger to forget about that relationship <laughs> he was in last year. She hasn't forgot about him. Hottest, yeah. album, hot, hottest album of 2023 about to drop from Tate McRae, by the McRae. way. I've literally never heard of her. Like, until she started dating Cole, I never heard of her. Yeah. She was pretty popular before that. Yeah. I know she he was. He was the less popular one in that relationship. 100%. Yeah. Always will be. Yes. Every hockey player is the less popular in a relationship. Mostly. Mm. Well, like, do you know who Boone Jenner's wife is? Exactly. Well, so that's you, why like okay. Boone Jenner is more popular than his wife. <laughs> yeah, because we don't Beyonce. know who she is. Did they get married? They got married. They got wife. married. They, yeah, they got married. I bet in real life, like she's probably more popular. Like everyday life. I doubt it. Everyday life. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, I don't know. In I terms say of Fantilli. all the team, Ken Johnson. I don't know. <laughs> he should. I mean, he has like the the hair, not the stereotype. not the stereotype. Like kids in uh, junior in a. Uh, um, Junior high thought that I was the big pothead. You did have a long ass hair. hair, yeah. yeah. Did, but I wasn't then. <laughs> probably should probably go Branson. Honestly, go Branson. Probably honestly goes home, sits in a leather recliner with an <laughs> ashtray and just roaches and just like blunt sitting in his ashtray yeah, just and just goes home, sits in his recliner with his giant with his giant TV and and just lays there and watches hockey while he smokes blunts all night. Two Sounds like the life. Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds like the life. Fingers of whiskey and the blunt. Oh, yeah. oh what a night. <laughs> That's the last question I got. Uh, I had another one on here. That's cool. I have two more. <gasps> From Austin at it's underscore underscore Austin. I bet it's not that one. Why has Cylinder not been scratched or sent to Cleveland? Uh, he's going to. I, I tweeted that... Uh, um, Ken Johnson's going to play about 10 games at least in uh, Cleveland. Then he's going to come back up, and Cylinder's going to go down. Or when Line gets back here, we got to make room. Yeah, that's another one from John Young at CBJ underscore Chef. Who do you think moves to to the AHL when Line comes back? I'm just saying, like, Cylinder, he can can go back. He won't be on waivers, and uh, that could be an option. As much as it pains me to say it because I'm a Cylinder guy, but... I'm coming around to see the light to where he's not performing how he should. So yeah, and it's not um, to say like yes, he has five assists, but he has just not gotten to that level that he should be. He's looked okay, and but he just not he's just not producing offensively like I, I want him to. I want more. I want more out of silly. Yeah. But uh, if if yeah if if you know once Line does come back and we have to make room, I don't I don't. Put it out of the realm of possibility that a goal like or a guy like Sillinger could he would go to Cleveland to join old KJ. We shall see. How long we, does KJ stay in Cleveland? Uh, eight more games. Uh, games. I don't know. I really don't. I, I mean, I would love to see him back here in Columbus to like figure his shit out, but it might take time in the AHL. So yeah. I, I have no idea. All right, I got one more. Oh, no. from CBJ fan at fifth fan CBJ. Do you guys think some people on Twitter in this fan base think they know everything and are never wrong about CBJ? Yes, are they I talking do, about Kyle. you, Kyle? If so, why are they so smart? I think they're, I think that should be directed at you there, guy. I Maybe, but I don't because I <laughs> uh, admit when I'm wrong about things all the time. Sure. I, I've eaten crow on this podcast multiple times about many of different things. I've also been right about things a lot. It goes both ways. Probably evens out, to be honest with you. Yeah. There is a, there is a click of 
Blue Jackets fans on Twitter right now, always, who every time I tweet something, come <laughs> at me with some bullshit about how they're going to come give me a film session on, on why nothing is Elvis's fault. Or why it's the defense? Why the defense is so bad? It's so bad. The defense is just so terrible. And Elvis is a perfect angel. Uh, like I was legitimately offered a film session from some, like to, from some weird like CB fan on Twitter with a hundred followers. <laughs> Does this guy like work for a team? Is this like are you like an advanced analytics expert hired by the league? Like what what makes you more qualified, my friend, to come onto Twitter and tell me I'm a dumbass because I'm tweeting about what I'm seeing and tweeting the stats that everybody looks at and telling me that I'm wrong and that I know nothing about hockey. I clearly know nothing about hockey if all I do is post box scores. Grow the fuck what are you talking about? Like it, it's so fucking stupid. What, what is the other forever offsides like quote tweeting me everything like you guys are obsessed with me it's it's hilarious when i tweet bad things about your golden little goaltender because he is not performing up to his five and a half million dollar contract tell me why you are in my mentions every time i tweet something or are, are my notifications on like it's it's obsession it at this be. point. It could be. It's probably. truly ridiculous yeah. how every time that I tweet something, I have one of those two in my mentions or quote tweeting me, and then they get like like maybe 150 people look at their tweet and one person likes it. Yeah. Like I ratio the <laughs> fuck out of these dudes every single time. Ratio. They are they are obs obsessive. It's obsessive and it's annoying. Oh, I went off on some people on Monday. Like oh, I, I, know. I was, I saw. I don't reply to people often. I tweet shit and I turn off Twitter. <laughs> but Monday, I was waiting for the replies and I was responding, and I was right. <laughs> I was right. I was right about all of it. And maybe I am that guy who thinks I'm right about everything and everybody else is wrong. I don't think so though. I, I think admit we're all that. Aren't we? Isn't everybody that? Doesn't everybody think they're right about everything? Yeah, that's why we have a podcast. I yeah, know. exactly. Right? Yeah. Who was it? Who was what? Who are the people? Oh, I'm not going to call them all out right now. It's all right. We'll leave it out. No, I don't want I'm to. Not, I'll I'm tell really, you after the podcast. Not, not, we'll leave it out. I'm I don't not. even want to give them the the, the energy. Or the attention. I'm giving them the energy. I'm 100% giving them the energy. <laughs> all right, we're done here. And you deserve the fucking business. You guys are crazy. Out of my fucking mentions with that bullshit. Jesus. Like threads of these guys, man. It's crazy. <laughs> we're done. Because Elvis sucks. Sorry. He's he not doesn't a suck. I mean, it just he's good. It's put it. You know what? Fuck it. Throw me in pads and put me out there. I'll have a better save percentage. Ooh. Put me out there. I like Come it. Come on, coach. I'm the e-bug. Put me in, coach. I would love to see you as the e-bug. E-bug. E-bug, baby. Come Sitting on right now. next to Captain Blue Jacket in full pads, mother. I am <laughs> sick of it. <laughs> All right, we're done here. Okay. I'm sweaty and hot. This room's hot. It's hot in here. All right. Spicy. We're done. Thanks for listening to episode 264, Little Boomers. We love you. We will see you next Wednesday. Uh, spay and neuter your Wednesday. Source? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>